we're back. Matt, how are you doing? Um, I'm good, how are you? How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm good. We are recording this one right after the Bucks have just lost to the Mavericks, which was pretty disappointing, to be honest. Yeah, it finished what? Literally 10, ten minutes ago, it finished. Ten um, minutes ago, which is weird, because it was a six o'clock start in the UK. Yeah, um, it's weird to be sitting here after just watch, watching a game. We can actually talk about a game having just seen it. I mean, I know, I know we talked about at the beginning of the season, um, we talked about maybe watching some of the games and then doing podcasts right after. But I mean, when you when you actually get to that 2am, 3am after the game is finished or sometimes 4am. That becomes hard work. Bedtime is, <laughs> is, is immediately required. Bed is screaming. Uh, I, unfortunately, it wasn't a great game. What, what did we lose? 118-112 we lost at the end. Which, which I, I think it's, really kind, it's kind to us, I think, that result, really. It is. To have only lost by six. I have taken the hit on Twitter and said it's my fault. <laughs> I was actually through in Glasgow watching a game, a British game of basketball at start at five, so I missed the first half of the game. Yes, we were down by two at half time, but I came back and all of a sudden we played like shit. Um, and we lost. I think that's unfair in yourself. We were playing pretty crap in the first half anyway, so. <laughs> um, see, as much as it pains me to say this, right, I really, really, really enjoy watching Luka Doncic play basketball. He's a great player. He's a yeah. really, really good player. I don't like, I think, it, so there was a stat came up during the game, which obviously if you've watched the game, you will have seen, that he had 30 points and, what, 15 assists at one. Yep. I, I can't remember finish with more. But he's, he's had three games this season where he has had 30 and 15. The rest of the NBA combined has only had three games. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a really he's a ridiculous player, and he's honestly like 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 when we talk about the future of the NBA, like the, like the future of the league. I mean, it's crazy how international that future is because it, it it's Giannis, it's going to be Luca, it's going to be Jokic, it's probably going to be Embiid, and those are your guys for the future, really. Like, um, it's it, it's a it's, it's really exciting. He's a he's a, he's a cracking player. He's a cracking player. It's good fun to watch. However, he's, we do have Yanis. Exactly. He's he, he's the weirdest three-point shooter, though. Because did you see that bit? I think it was in the third quarter, so you probably did see it. Where he um he, he hit some ridiculous three over Giannis. It was a crazy, crazy three. And it's like, you should not be doing that. He did the same to Bobby as well. And both times, it wasn't like Luca was like completely exposing them for playing poor defense because they've been easily switched to a big. He just managed to like make some stupid shot. But then the next possession, straight after, um, wide open three, airball. airball. <laughs> you know what I enjoyed most about that, apart from the fact that airballed it, was he laughed it off because he'd been getting shit from the crowd, and he just started laughing it off. I was like, no, that's what you need to be doing anyway. I was like, it's nice to see that. Yeah, he's but, he, he he is a good character. He's a hell of a player. But I'd love to see him in a box kit. I know that's pretty much impossible <laughs> and will never happen, but that'd be great. Hey, when Drew and Chris retire and we've got the cap space and he gets unsettled in Dallas. I like it. We'll offer, we'll we'll start unsettling him now so that he feels like he has to do it. Hmm. So H- I'm just, in the future. Sorry, I'm just looking through the stats just now to see who had what. Um, right, Yanis had 28 points, 10 rebounds, another double-double. Um, Chris Chris had quite a poor game. Right, Taking the name assist he had, he had a pretty shit game. He had a right sneaker. Three for 14. Um... You know, three turnovers as well. Although, um, he, here is a stat for you. Wesley Matthews, plus or minus <laughs> for this game. Minus 27. Two points, one assist, one rebound, and that was all he put in. Yeah, so the the, the Wesley Matthews starting thing, because that's what 
did it for him today. He was yeah. not good on Luca. Um, it didn't work today. Sometimes it has worked, sometimes it hasn't worked. I mean, it worked very well on KD. He was very good on KD the other night. But not tonight. But tonight he he didn't bring it. I mean, you can say he only played 17 minutes. He he wasn't having a good time. His shot wasn't going. What he was over over three, over four technically. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just risky, like it, it bugs me because then you've got, we've got Grayson and Pat that's on the bench. That one of them should be starting. Yeah, De- yeah. I, I I I think it's entirely matchup based because it made sense in Philly as well. He, he was good on James Harden. Like true, true. I guess the idea is we don't want Drew to be doing lots defensively because we want him to be able to attack offensively. Mm-hmm. Because when he when he plays well offensively, we tend to play well. And um, today he was very good offensively for the first half, but Luca was having um, Wes every time, and so we ended up. You know, I think Drew had 18 points, half into the third or something, and he finished with 20. And that's because like you know he he then had to start. You know, we we then sort of said, okay, now now defend Luca, and he did it phenomenally. It was fantastic, but because of it, he he was less effective the other way, and we started asking more of Chris, and Chris didn't do didn't do very well. I really didn't. I, I don't know, three for fourteen. He was shooting from the field, and over three from three, and that's what you want. Over four, over four, over four. My bad. And five of his, five of his eleven points came from three free throw lane as well. Yeah. That's bad. That's we, we need a yeah. lot more. Can say, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I now think that Giroud Holiday is our number two. Yeah, he has been recently. He's been our second yeah. best player. But I can't understand by that. Obviously, Yanis will forever be our number one player on that team. And then it goes Giroud and then Chris because Chris, as much as I love him, he has too many games where he doesn't play well. A lot of them, yes, he saves himself, and then when it hits the fourth quarter, comes away with like clutch games. But he's, he's having too many games at the moment where he's not performing well enough as his game goes on. Yeah, he's um, I don't even know what it is really. He's just had a he's just had a bad year. Um, yes. And sometimes sometimes people just have bad years. Hopefully, hopefully he turns it around for the playoffs. I mean, playoffs is a completely different. It's completely different for the regular season. I saw I, I was listening to someone talk the other day, um, and they're saying how um, statistically, um, it doesn't matter how how well a team is doing going into the playoffs. They will play how that team plays. If a team, there is no correlation between, say, like, say, like, you know, uh, the Suns from now on go on like a five-game losing streak. Right? They've got the one seed locked up, but they they start playing horrendously. There's no correlation. They they, they will still play like the same good team. Teams that are good Correct. will be good in the playoffs, and teams that are bad Correct. will be bad in the playoffs. It's um, form doesn't really carry over that. No, I'm spot on spot on. and that's and that's like you can statistically prove that. Um, I, I don't have them, but I could. I could be fine to come fast. Okay, we're, we're, I'm not going to fight, Jake. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> the, the only thing that bugs me at the moment is we've had right. We're very quickly going to go over this Clippers game of nobody played pretty much. Yeah, I, I'm going to waste our time talking about it. See if I had flown over for that game, and that was one of the games I had booked in to see. You would be raging. Are ah, you going to see Yanis and everyone else play tonight? Nah, mate, I'm only watching fucking semi July. I'm aware he's not on the team anymore, but, you know. We traded into the Clippers, and even they got rid of him. Correct. The, like, I understand rest of players, but they could just do with getting away from back-to-backs. This late in the season, given we had played, what, six hours net, then the Clippers, and they're thinking, oh, yeah, straight back-to-back, that'll be no bother at all. That was never going to go well. But saying that, I th- thankfully... I th- yeah, I think the idea was definitely just, like, 
we can't risk these guys. You know, they've just played like 40 minutes against the Nets or whatever. Just chuck out whoever. Well, that's the thing. See, from the Bucks' perspective, I have no issue with it because the Clippers done the exact same thing. They were on a back-to-back from playing the Bulls the previous night. And then, and then we both went to overtime in both games. Yeah. Both the Clippers went to overtime with the Bulls and we went to overtime with the Nets. Exactly. So, like, I can under- from the team perspective, yeah, by all means, rest your star players. You're getting to that part of the season where you're securing the playoffs. So, yeah, start, re- start you know, resting players when you can. But it's a bit of a piss take. But anyway, <laughs> It'd be very annoying if you were that. That is all we're going to say on that game because... Hey, Robert I, Cummins I, watched, three, that's quite fun. I watched Tenacity, Tenacity's block from that game, and that was pretty much all I've seen, and it's all I need to see. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I, I saw a nice clue of Robert Cummins, and um, Bud got a technical foul, and he went up to him and was like, you know what, yeah, that, that wasn't a foul. You're, you're right, you're right, Bud. <laughs> and, he was playing for the, and he was playing for the other team. Um, he, he, yes. it, was, it, was, it was just his audition for signing with the Bucks in the offseason. That's it. What was, that, what was that, 11 three-pointers he got in that game as well? Yep. Which is just, three, three blocks, two steals. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, like, what the hell? Right, I'm just skipping back here because then when did we play? Thursday. Was the next Thursday, is that? Or? There we go. Yep. So that game I have to watch back the following day. So we're skipping past the Clippers. That game never happened. Yeah. No idea what you're on about. <laughs> Night before that, we played Brooklyn in Brooklyn. That was a hell of a game. I was sending you some messages. <laughs> you were. I was at work for this game, and between you and a couple other people, I had over a hundred messages <laughs> describing that game to me, and it was fantastic. It was it was a real roller coaster. <laughs> it really looked like it, like reading through the messages. I couldn't believe it. So I watched about the following day. Not gonna lie, great game, huge win. Yes, I know they're sitting down at what tenth at the moment, secure yep. a playing spot. However, the playing spots are still kind of being fought for who's even going to finish seventh. Never mind who's finishing tenth. And realistically, we could come across them again in the playoffs this year like we did last year. Very good, yeah. I'm of the mindset that this game plus is Sixers game, apart from they both had playoff atmospheres and like the run-up to them were quite sort of, you know, this is huge. It's a great mindset or a great mental thing for us going into the playoffs now that we've beaten both them and the Sixers away from home. And that we've got the series wins over both as well, because that's the tiebreakers. If it, if it comes into, especially with Philly, if it, it if we end up with a tied record, which is entirely possible, um, we'll have the seeding over them, which is good. Um, Correct. It's, it's the same with the Nets. Not that the Nets can get close to us, but um, mm-hmm. it's it's good to know that we have that tiebreaker and that and that we'll have home court advantage if like we're if we're close to them in games. That's it. Also, we proved last year that home court advantage doesn't particularly mean much. But I would prefer Game Seven of any of those series to be in Milwaukee than anywhere else. Of course. But. Uh, um, I'll try to think back on that game. But here we go. Here's the stats here. Right. So Yanis finished with a lovely 44 points, 14 rebounds, and six assists. Who was absolutely fine. It was this game where he had um, a pass Kareem Abdul Jabbar for the franchise record on points scored, didn't it? It was. And it was with the most miraculous three. What a shot. So it was. It was a step back three that tied the game for OT, wasn't it? I've watched the clip about oh, 50 times. Absolutely beautiful. Um, who else we got? To be honest, he was, nobody else in our team hit more than 20 points in that game. Drew well, had 19, Pat had 11, Chris had 16. And and Drew was looking very much like playoff Drew in the yes. sense that he, he was pretty rubbish in the first oh. few quarters, um, offensively anyway. But he ended up, <laughs> fourth quarter came around and <laughs> he hit a three, was driving to the rim. Things are like... I'm, I'm looking at the stats just now, right? He had eight rebounds, four assists, and six steals. 
yeah. on top of his 19 points. Like, you're not that far away from a quadruple triple. <laughs> I'm wrong. I know that there's quite a lot of work to go in there to get that, but that's not far off. I mean, shooting 33% from the field and 20, 20% from three is not great. But, you know. Yeah, that isn't ideal. But, you know what? We <laughs> <give up. laughs> hey, Wes was really good in this game, unlike today when he was dreadful. <laughs> well, I'll, he give was, you, I'll give you it. Well, watching it, he was he was, he was really good. The, the threes he made, you know, uh, three for seven from three, it, it's, it's average. But that's all you want from him. Because defensively, you have a look at Mr. Kevin Durant. Um who at the end of the game should decide to show up. But that game would have been over had Wes not done such a good job of it in, in the um in the main bit, bit of the game. And we he was depending upon for the shot that he missed again to um <laughs> uh, to win it. Which so, even more general, at least this time it wasn't his big toe to be the excuse, it was just he couldn't make the shot. Yeah, this time he was wearing the right size shoes. Um <laughs> <laughs> too bad he missed that's because they had what Katie Irvin had twenty five Durant 26. Bruce Brown came up with 23. Oh, the the Bruce Brown. It was so. It's so annoying. He is. It's the most random player to just be unbelievably good. <laughs> you say this to me all the time in text when we're playing a game. I wonder what random player is going to come out and play well against the Bucks. Yeah, it, I mean, it this game, that game it was Bruce Brown. To, to be honest, today against the Mavericks, I'm not sure there was a there was a random a random scrub. I think it was just that their players were quite good. They were. Uh, I mean, Dwight. Dwight Powell was spamming the, the pick and roll quite nicely and kind of exposing Brooke. But. <laughs> that is true, but you know, we'll ignore that. He, to be fair, Brooke was played tonight by a heat back on his back at one point. Mm. That, was, well, yeah. that, that, was, that, that was the story of the first half. What, what you missed was it was just Luca, Dwight Powell, pick and roll forever. And the Bucks, instead of dropping every time because they were getting kind of done on the drop, they then started asking Brooke to step up, which he can't do, and then it was still going back. <laughs> it was going back. <laughs> It's not ideal. That's why that, that, I think that's why Wesley's plus minus is so bad. Is because whenever he was on, they would they would just pick and roll him with Luca, get him Dwight Powell be on him, and just dunk on every time. <laughs> it's pretty disgusting. It's, it's unfortunate. Uh, right. So then the game before that, we played that was what was a Tuesday night. We then played the Sixers, which again was another massive game. Huge, huge game which, from the Greek man. I was going to say another forty-point night, um, which. I went into the wrong bit here to try and find the actual stats about there. But another 40 point night, and he had that incredible block at the end of the game. Yep, and Came again. The, you know, which there was obviously like the big MVP battle between Joel and Bede and Yanis. And see, watching that game, I don't understand how people could say Yanis isn't playing better than him this season. To be fair, I, th- I think that game has sort of woken up in people's eyes that, that he's not as good. I think, I think, I think that the public now do know that. Like, the amount of times he goes to the free throw line amazes me. Like, as I say that, and he only, he only made six teams in this game, right? Which is fine, what, but they got average. We did a very good job that game of not sending him to the free throw line. Uh, Brooke did a, a very good job defensively on him, and a very good job offensively as well. It was, it was very he good. did. But um, um, that, that was another game where, because I'm not right to say, but we're up by a, four, like, a good chunk of double digits at one point, but we're down double digits at one point. Yeah, I, I can't even remember. Um, but yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> well, we we were both watching all in our houses, and I think at one point both of us were considering going to bed during that one. Yeah, so, so, so it was watching. At one point, it just we seemed so flat. I'm sure we were doing like twelve or fourteen points at this point. We, we were uh, down by by thirteen, I think, at most. And just we couldn't. I I couldn't see a way for us to win. 
and then I went away and made a coffee, and all of a sudden we were like within like five points. Yeah, we were down thirteen with two left in the third. There we go, and a huge fourth quarter to come back. But I mean, and, and that... I was thinking the same thing. I mean, yeah, we were down by eight starting the fourth, and I was thinking the same today. You know, maybe maybe today, you know, we're down by we're only down by like six, right? I think going into the fourth. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. We can probably come back today, but you know. I, to be honest, I think it's slowly starting to catch up with the team at the moment because obviously everyone knows we've had the toughest schedule coming out of the All Star break, pushing into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That we've had two incredibly intense games with the Sixers and the Nets. We've then yeah we've had a dud game against the Clippers where nobody played, but this is a fourth game this week, and it's not as if any of the games we've been playing have been easy. You know, it's not as yeah. if we played two games, ditch the Clippers game, and then I had I don't know the Magic. Where you know you can you can play the likes of Yanis and Juru and give them minutes, but there's not really much of a challenge in terms of like pushing through. But I, I think it should be it should be interesting to watch because we've only got a few games left this season, so it should be interesting to see how we do. Yeah, this this 76ers game. Uh, if you're looking at the stats, if you have a look at Tyrese Maxey's uh, uh, shooting percentages, um, he <laughs> he was being guarded by Drew Holiday the whole game. And that that, 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 that's his effect. Um, I've seen James, a mental stat. I'm sorry. Because uh, Wes was guarding James Harden. It wasn't true, but there. So it was. Now, I can't remember who it was that was guarding. Um, was it this game or was it the next game? I think it was this game. And uh, somebody was guarding Yanis for like two minutes of the entire game, and Yanis scored 15 points on him. Uh, it was. Um, it was. It was. It was Paul Millsap. That was it. And, and in the two game. minutes of game time that Giannis was guarded by him, he came up with 15 points. Yeah, that, and that but, was the um, it, it was the end of the third, start of the fourth quarter, and Giannis went on a 15-0 run on his own. Against which completely changed the game. Yeah, but, and that's what brought us like, back into it. I was mad, like so much. I'm thinking, you know, surely you would just pull him out the game a lot, like a lot earlier than that. Which, which is why 76ers fans are very annoyed at the coach for not. Changing the rotation because he was in instead of Jordan and Dean as well. So he, he, he wasn't just taken away from defensively; he was also taken away. But you know, you know, what I'm interested in right. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, quite clearly, his defending skills against Yanis were not good. But see, the flip side to look at that is Yanis was just that good that you couldn't stop him. Yeah, it, 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 I think I, I think it is naive for Sixers fans maybe to say, I don't know, Paul must have hadn't been on if it was Embiid, but Embiid ha- doesn't guard Yanis anyway. That's um, true. So it would it would have been it would it would have been different, but no, maybe it, you know then Embiid, Embiid could have scored. Embiid does not guard Yanis, but Yanis could guard Embiid and block him at the end when it mattered. He could, <laughs> but because I, I had a bit of a ding dong all night with the lad who runs the Seventy Sixers UK page, <laughs> we had great fun just sort of pissing about, and it basically all stemmed from who was better between Yanis and Embiid. That it just went on the entire game, and I think he's finally admitted that Yanis might actually tip him to the MVP. Yeah, I mean, I, I think see. it's really difficult because I, I do try to have some perspective when it comes to other players in the league. Obviously, I'm inherently biased when I say that when I say that Giannis is the best player in the league. Um, but I do genuinely believe it as well. But I think I think there are some times when people say something like they say, "Oh, yeah, Kyrie Irving is the best player in the league." Obviously, he's not. You know, he's not. Like, they must know that he's not, and they must just say it because they really like it. And I sometimes think about that with when people say that they think Embiid is the best player in the league. Do they actually mean it, or do they just think he's 
like are they just the Sixers? A, yeah, <laughs> they're Sixers fans and he's the best player on the team, so you're gonna go with it. Yeah, but like there is nothing except for shoot threes, right? That's the only thing that he does better than Giannis. Any everything else Giannis is better than him. That's true. You know, you know, right. I, I am quite curious to though, right? And he's not mentioned in the MVP running, and I do find it quite bizarre. Yes, they're the best team in the league at the moment in terms of record, and they are flying, and they can play well without him. But Devin Booker has not even been mentioned for MVP. I suppose I, th- th- that's of no fault of his own. It's only because there are three otherworldly beings playing yeah. in the league, I think, that are just, like, any other season, right? You, you take Devin Booker's stash, you take Devin Booker's record. You, you put it, even, even in the seasons that Gian, Giannis won it, MVP, um, say his first one, maybe the second one, actually. Um, yeah, the second one. Let's say the second one. Um, Devin Booker would have probably given him a good run for that second that, that mm-hmm. second MVP. And there's, there's, there would have been a decent argument between the two of them who was better. Because at the time, it was pretty unanimous that it was it was Giannis because he was the only kind of good player. And then LeBron was there, but he wasn't really. Um, and you take Devin Booker, you put him there. That These numbers, the record. People are probably saying, yeah, maybe he is the MVP. But this this season, there's just Giannis and Beaton Booker I just played better than him, and it's, it's, it's unlucky for him. It's really unlucky for him. But there are just three guys just better. Because it's also it's starting to be thing on Twitter where everyone's basically just like, oh, it's just the media pick whoever they want to pick, blah blah blah. But then you look at the voting they've put in, and they're not give like Yanis like nine first place votes. Yeah, I mean, you're saying looking like how the fuck have you came up with that? That was the day before the Sixers game, so I mean, people just hadn't been. It's, it was all about narratives with Embiid because. Because the whole thing would be, he didn't have any mates uh, for a while, um, didn't have anyone playing with him, and you know he was putting up good numbers, and they had a high seed. Uh, but now he's got a mate, he's got a, a mate who who loves to jump jump on the floor just as much as him. Um, he does. Like a couple of salmon out of water. And so now people are like, well, maybe we don't like him as much because he's not just a guy doing it on his own. Because that's why people love Jokic. He, 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 it's just him. There's no one else there. No. <laughs> you take you take Jokic off the team and, and they're, they're nothing. But when you look at some of the forms Chris Middleton is doing this year, you take you take Giannis off the team and we're probably nothing either. We're not a playoff team, I don't think. I, don't I think we'd be a, a, a maybe a playing team, maybe hundred percent struggle. Um, I think we can. I think we can definitely agree on that one. Right, it's a like yeah. The argument that that oh Jokic has it more because although his numbers are worse, because the numbers are he's not as good as as Giannis is. The players around him are better. Of worse, but then that would be a good argument if the Nuggets were doing something in their conference. If they weren't the sixth seed, like they're probably about where they should be with, like with what they've got. You put Giannis on the team, maybe they're the fifth seed. I don't know. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, I still find it really weird how the West how the West runs at the moment because you've you've got the, the um, Suns that far ahead that yeah. nobody else is near them. Near them, like you're looking at it, I think. Also, like the Mavericks are sitting for like with the record they've got. If they were in the east, they'd be second. Whereas they're sitting down a fifth, but they're fourteen games behind, and they're only three positions down on the Suns. Well, that's that's another thing that actually quite annoys me about 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 the MVP things is is the East is better than the West, right? Mm-hmm. And although the, the record, right, the records, this record argument, like saying, oh, if you put so the Nuggets are forty six and thirty two, you put them in the East. You know, that's the, the way, it's actually the five seed now because we've all improved a bit. But the, the point is, they play their conference a lot more. So they're going to rack Correct. up wins against the Trailblazers, Correct. the Thunder, the Rockets, the Kings, the Lakers, Correct. these teams that aren't very good. 
But that, that's something that annoys me about the West right now, right? Now, I find it glorious that the Lakers are sitting 11th and they're a game out of actually being in the playing spot, right? <laughs> that makes me really, really happy. But what really annoys me is the Spurs are 30 games behind and are they're, currently in the players. They're 11 and a half games behind the, the Timberwolves and they could take their space. Like, you look, at, yeah. you look at ours, the Nets are three games behind the Cavs and they're th- four seeds apart. There's 13 games between the, the Timberwolves and the Spurs. And, they, and the Spurs could nick their spot. That's silly. It's just it's madness how, how it runs and works. I don't understand it. Well, I mean, they had in the in the bubble when they first did this. Because um, one of the whole reasons they did this, I'm pretty sure, was just to get more teams in the bubble. And then it yeah. kind of worked. Right. But the way, they, the way they had it was that if you were within eight games, I think it was, or something, there was a limit. You had yeah. to be within a certain amount of games to, to trigger the playing tournament. Whereas now there isn't that limit for whatever reason. And so some scrub team like the Lakers can maybe well they they won't the Lakers won't because they suck but the Pelicans or the Spurs you never know in a one in a one on one game they could maybe you know knock out one of the one of one of the big guys. That's the thing. You know, you're looking at thinking I, I just find it mind blowing that the thirty two and forty five, right, which I don't even know what that gets you. They'd be thirteenth. Yeah, they'd be 30 to the ace. Right, so they'd be, they'd be miles away. But you're looking and thinking, you can't be proud of the fact you have made the playoffs or the play-ins and you're 30 games behind the team in the first. Now, don't get me wrong, right? I know the Suns are having a record year, right? They've already got 62 wins, right? Yep, they're smashing it. There's no denying that. But it's still mind-blowing. And it kind of, it, it just bugs me because it, saying that, even if you're eighth, you're still 24 and a half games behind. So there's not a massive difference. <laughs> but, like, it just bugs fucking me that that's how it's done. Like, the that's 30 the, games behind the, is the magic in 15th in the East. What I would love to see, though, is if Kawhi Leonard comes back for the Clippers mm-hmm. the time for the playoffs, because then that's you've fun. got an eighth seed, that you've got a fake eighth seed, because the Clippers yeah. haven't had Paul George or Kawhi all year. You get them both back for the playoffs, and suddenly you're looking at a team that probably should be the you know, three or four seed in this conference. But the flip side to that is how fit would you be and how useful would you be? Well, no, I suppose that. That's all, that's all no, what it is, right? I, as much as, yeah, I would love to see that, you're then bringing them in not only to like competitive games, but playoff games, where, you know, everything is upped. Oh, but yeah, it would be good to watch. Look wrong. I'd, be, I'd be interested to see how it does. I'm just hoping that the Lakers don't make it, because those tweets that LeBron James put out at the start of the year on the <laughs> whole, ah, oh, judge us on how we do, blah, blah, blah. I cannot fucking wait for them to resurface. <laughs> oh, they are quite funny, they are quite funny. Oh, what are, what are we looking at in the playoffs then? At the moment? Right, looking at us at the moment. At the moment, sitting third because of the, tonight's loss, we're now two games back in the heat. Um, however, we've actually played the same amount of games now, so it's a bit disappointing. Because the Celtics won, they've taken second, we're in third, so at the moment, we are playing the Bulls. Which, see, in all honesty, I would, I would like that. I Yeah, and I think, to be honest, this is the side of the bracket I want to be on anyway. I'd rather, I'd much rather be on this side than the other one because yeah. then you're looking at probably, I mean, at the moment, yeah, you're looking at Nets going into the eighth seed, maybe. That's assuming they beat the Hornets and then probably the Hawks. It, de- it depends on the Cavs' injury yeah. situation. It could even be, you know, Celtics Hawks first round. Who knows? But then, then it's us versus the Bulls, which we take because the Bulls can't play against good teams. They're really good against I, bad teams. I reckon, oh. see, see if we play the Bulls, we're winning five. Yeah, it, it won't be it won't be a long series, and then then we come up against the Celtics, who I think they've looked really good um, since the turn of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. they're like twenty 
off the top of my head, like they're like twenty five and five or something silly since we beat them on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, they had some stupid, stupid record. Um, but is that a strength of schedule thing? I I don't know what the strength of schedule has been like. I don't know what teams they've beaten. Um, I guess we'll find out in a couple of days when we play them how good they are. That's true. Um, and how we match up against them as well, because I think especially because they've lost Robert Williams. Mm-hmm. Who's there? Who's kind of their defensive anchor? Uh, yep. Um, and that—that's what this team has been. That that team has been good at. Um, if we, yeah, you know, Giannis is, is going to be very good still. They don't have anyone for him without without him. Um, I think that's a matchup that that we like that that we'll take. You know, Giannis and Tatum. That's good. Uh, Middleton will have Brown though. But <laughs> I think that'd be a really, yeah. really, really good series. It would be a good series, yeah. It would give me vibes of the Box Net series last year. The like the excitement and the intensity. I reckon that would go seven games. Maybe. I think I think uh, we'd probably do it six against the Celtics. Yeah, Box and uh, six. We'll have to hit it. Exactly. Well, I reckon that'd be a tough series. And I, you know, I think we're probably realistically, I think we're gonna play the Heat if we get to the finals. Really? I, I um yeah. I think they I think the Heat beat the Nets if if they if they match up. But then I, uh, the Sixers, man. The Sixers versus the Heat would be a... That, now, that's a series. That'd be a hell of a series. However, I reckon the Heat come out on top. It would be a seven-gamer. Yeah. For sure. Which is why, if we are playing the Celtics, I would like our series to be relatively short to give us a break. Exactly. There's, but, um, th- there is part of me with the Heat, though, that think they're going to choke it a bit. And, and the reason I say this is because... So, the, the Bucks were always... In those um, in those early days, right, uh, of, of, of the, the Budenholzer Giannis era, when, when we lost to Toronto, when we lost to Miami, yeah, um, we always went very deep in our rotation. We were always going to the to, to the back to the back of our rotation every time, yeah, for whatever reason. Bud completely cut this out of himself, which is nice to see. And may, if anything, he's doing that a bit too much now. Where, where you know, tonight, you know, yeah, yeah. Where, where tonight we didn't have. You know, there are a couple more guys in the bench that you sort of think, you know, maybe they should be getting some minutes um, Correct. In, in the regular season. But in the playoffs, 100%, you cut the rotation, you play eight, seven, eight people. The Heat are only good because they've got such depth on the bench. When their main guys go out, they've got guys coming in that can do good stuff as well. That doesn't work in the playoffs. In the playoffs, you want your main guys playing the whole time. And I don't know, I don't trust Jimmy Butler in the playoffs anymore. <laughs> maybe yeah, that's right to say. But after last year, you know, the bubble was a weird time. And, you know, he was very good then. But last year, he was so horrendous. But do you trust him going into a playoff series against Kevin Durant? I agree with you on that one. I don't particularly trust him. However, Bam Adebayo and um, Tyler Hero, who's been, to be honest, Tyler Hero's probably the sixth man of the year. He, I think he, be he hard. is. Yeah, he is. It's hard, it's hard to argue anyone shouldn't be that. There's, you know, a bit of chatter that Bam could be going for defensive player of the year. I don't think he, he pips Giannis to that. Again, yeah, maybe a bit biased in the Bucks side, but... I think, but I think Yanis hasn't played up there. But I do think they have a strong enough team that they could beat them, and then mosey on into the finals. Yeah, well, I just, well, re- well, I, I just reckon that we take it. You know, even if we're playing Game Seven down in Miami, I reckon we take that win. Yeah, it's um, if we play Miami, I don't think it goes seven. You know, we're we saw what happened when we played Miami last year, and <laughs> that we, is true. That was glorious. That was their team hasn't improved. Um, I, obviously, standings-wise, it, it's, it's improved. Because yeah. we were what we were the three seed, they were the six seed last year. Now they're yes. the one seed. Right. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, do you trust 
do you trust him to play like that again? I don't know. No, you're spot on that one. But saying that, I would quite happily take a, the three seed for us. We showed last year that being the three seed works. Yeah. Oh, I, I, and again, it was as tight as it was this time last year, albeit it was ourselves, the Nets, and the Sixers where the three there's, teams go for it. There's, there's definitely a curse on that one seed, though. There is. But then, like, you look at, even if you look at the standards for that now, obviously, you got the Heat are a game and a half ahead of the Celtics, right? Mm-hmm. Which a Celtics win takes into a game behind, right? Fair enough. We're still only two games behind. Yeah, I don't reckon we're going to get the one seed. We can still pick second, but we can also still drop down to fourth. Yeah, definitely. Which, I mean, mean, we're only, we're only what, half a game ahead of the Sixers. Yes, we have the tiebreaker yeah. on that one, but, you know, if they win what is essentially their game in hand over us, which I don't know if that's tonight or tomorrow, but, you know, yes, I get they need to win two games over over one, but it's, it's still it's, potentially it's, dropping down to fourth and then we've got the Raptors. It is tonight. It is tonight. They're playing the Cavs tonight. Oh, yeah. So, which, to be honest, the Cavs could really do themselves a favour as well as us if they were to that. I think the Raptors are a, are a low-key scary team. People should be worried of. They are. I would not. Let, I would not like to play Toronto in the playoffs. They're a horrible matchup for anyone in the playoffs. Um, Correct. To be fair, every single one of these teams is kind of disgusting. You don't really want to play against any of them. Like that's why I'm happy with the Bulls because, and that's like, and they're not bad. It's just you know you're picking the worst or the worst out of a very very good bunch. Like all oh, of these so- teams are very good. The wheels have well and truly fallen off that Bulls chariot this well, since the turn of the year. Yeah, and the only reason that they haven't fallen into the plan is because the Cavs have also been extremely injury ridden. Right. Um, and then I mean, out west, if we, well, yeah, if if we get to the finals, right, it, you, it has to be the Suns, right? Surely a team, surely they can't not make the yeah, final. Nah. If they, I, if they I, I reckon we have a rematch of last season. Yeah, if they if the Suns don't make the finals, um, something's gone horribly wrong. Correct. Um, yeah, I I can't. Surely they do. We say that, but see a Suns Grizzlies final, like in the West, Western final, obviously. I reckon that'd be an incredible match or an incredible series. I reckon it's going seven. Yeah, but <laughs> I think they would have a good chance of beating the Suns. <laughs> they're going to rest you after that series because they're the greatest team of all time and he doesn't play <laughs> <laughs> fair one but I reckon that that that, that way some conference finals with seven games yeah if, it, if it is Memphis because Memphis yeah. are going to have to go through Golden State and uh, I mean yeah Luka Magic is it's a thing you know Luka to knock out Phoenix that would be fun the top four seeds in there, but then again, you look at that, and the Warriors could drop down to fourth if you look at it just now. But those top four you know. seeds are so are so much better than the other ones. Oh, absolutely. Like the Jazz, the Nuggets, and whoever comes out of the plane isn't doing anything. Maybe the Timberwolves do something fun, but I don't yeah, know. The, the Spurs get beat against the Pelicans. They they're gone. Yep. Right. Then I'm going with the Timberwolves pip the Clippers, but then the Clippers beat the Pelicans. That's surely what happens yeah yeah and then, so. and then the, Gri- the grizzlies beat the timberwolves the suns beat the whoever's the clippers, the, clippers. The, the mavericks beat the jazz the suns beat the mavericks the warriors beat the nuggets the warriors beat uh, and then the warriors grizzlies is maybe the only tight series there yeah because well. yeah, then the suns will take the mavericks one relatively easily yeah which implies that those suns are going to be well rested <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is true that is very <laughs> true come back because last time they, they went to seven against the Clippers, right? And they had to rely on Kawhi getting injured. Although, see the thing does it for me, right? And if I remember rightly, in our playoff playoff run last year, 
we played better with less of a gap between games. We obviously, we swept the heat, but then we had a good chunk of time off, and then we didn't look like the same team when we came back yeah, to the beginning we of the pretty poorly. Yeah, But then when we came off the next series, we didn't have much time. We played crap against the Hawks. Yeah, fair point. We lost game one of that series. You know what? I'm going to shut up because I've ruined that theory right away. Well, do, you know, do you know what we need? What's that? Javon Carter minutes. <laughs> I agree. 100% agree on that one. He needs to make an appearance in the playoffs. At least they can use in the regular season. <laughs> well, yeah. See, see the flip side, right? Do you think we're keeping him as a little secret weapon, right? But everyone's starting <laughs> to click on that he's actually really good. And they've went, shit, but we're giving away that secret weapon. We're going to have to hold off for a little bit here. Yeah, what's, what's happening is, is we're purposefully playing George Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Giving everybody that false sense of security going right. George Hill will come off the oh, bench. Yeah, he's shit. We can, uh, we can, yeah. <laughs> we can get him. Then on comes um, Kevin Carter. Boom, the place of rocks. <laughs> I just, don't, I don't understand. Like he, he's played so well off the bench, right? And then he plays well in the Bucks Clippers game, right? Eighteen and eight, you know, on eighty percent shooting, right? A hundred percent from three. He was eight for ten. And a hundred and two for two from three. And you know what? No minutes. Doesn't deserve any. It's resting him. Just like the rest in Tanasis, the rest in Jevin for when they need him in the playoffs. Whereas George Hill, who did play the Clippers game, and he came off the bench, two for eight, over one from three. <laughs> and it's not even like there's, there's this argument, right? The argument you can have, yeah, but George is a better defender, right? George knows the system more. Right? Javon was so good defensively when he was playing. His activity is so fun. And he's, he, you know, he, he seems to play really well with the guys, um, especially with Drew. You know, um, I just don't understand. Maybe he's too small. But then George, George Hill sucks. He's just so bad. <laughs> I love your passion against George Hill. All the hatred you had for Semi July has now made his way to George Hill. And I'm all now, for to, it. To be honest, George Hill is far better than Semi. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's more about Seven than it is about Churchill. Yeah, that's, that's very true. But I don't know, I'm excited. Obviously, we've got a tough running. We've got, what, the Celtics, the Bills. We've then got the Pistons. And then we finished with the Cavs. Cavs. Which is the strange. Cavs, because... The Cavs would have been scary had they not been ridiculously injured like they are now. The thing is, what, they're still vying for where they're going to finish in the plane. So, yes. you know, it's not even as if that's going into a third game. I mean, they're not even playing, like... There's a chance with Chicago being as bad as they are. Sorry. If we beat Chicago, there's a chance yeah. Cleveland can make the playoffs in that final game. Well, that's the thing. So that goes, you know, by that time, we may have cemented that we are finishing third, we're finishing second, whatever, right? Yeah. And we could have used that game to sort of chill out a little bit. Can you like what we've done against the Bulls at the end of last season? And we let the, the guys... Cavs, the Cavs are going to come out and they're going to be playing, like, game seven of the finals. <laughs> trying right. to make it They've got everything <laughs> they play for. And... We then can't go in while we can team because then we look bad. <laughs> so well, we hopefully, well, yeah, there is that too. So hopefully <laughs> by that point, that becomes a bit of a dud game in one respect or another. Because it would be nice to have a little bit of time where the guys can just chill before going into the playoffs. Definitely. So that's going to be good. I can't wait for this. I'm very excited. Yeah, this 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 whole playoffs stuff is going to be extremely fun when we get there. I mean, I can't wait to buy our standings either because I keep looking over at my standings, right? And some of them are wrong. And that's just going to be interesting to talk about when when, when, when the standings are all finished. It'll be very interesting to, to, to see the mistakes we've made. 
This is fair. I don't even have my notes, so I'm going to have to go back and listen to the episode that we had <laughs> to see exactly what I need to say. Because to be fair, I think I'm pretty sure I had. Yeah, I, well, I know I had the calves down in like 14th because I don't like <laughs> the colour of their fucking kit. <laughs> Got that one a bit wrong. Um, I know right? I had the I had boxing first, and I think I had the Knights and then the Sixers making up the top three. Either Lakers in second, so that's not, you know. Exactly. You know, I had I'm pretty sure I had the Knicks making the playoffs and there they are down in twelve out of everything. Yeah, I had the Hawks up there too. Uh, yeah. It's all They're they're two teams that've disappointed me this season. Yeah. The the Knicks started off well, they had the whole bing bong thing at the start of the season, they were doing great. And then this season, I know. And they completely fell apart. The Hawks were such a promising team last year. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think they've got any worse. I think the rest of the teams around them got better. Yeah, I think they, they've just massively suffered from everyone else getting better and then them being slightly yeah. worse. But you know, they, they, they overachieved last year. I think we can all agree that them making the Eastern Conference final was a massive overachievement for such a young team. Yeah, I mean, they were what, the four seed, right? And they beat Probably, yeah. the one seeded sixes. Yeah, and they deserved it. You know, they played well. They deserve to be in the finals, but of Eastern finals. But I think they've been a sort of a victim of their own success in that rate. Because otherwise, you'd maybe look at it and go, right, finishing eighth would be a decent season for them. Yeah. But who knows? I'm surprised that the Bulls are now sitting sixth whilst we're looking at this, given how well they've done for the start of the season. I know we all joked that it was going to happen eventually, but I still find it quite surprising that it has like fallen apart catastrophically for them. But we shall see. And... Well, I, I, as a man that put the Chicago Bulls sixth in his recent standings, I'm I, I, I'm not I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> all. All right, nobody likes to show off. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no, know. It's definitely going to be interesting. I can't wait to just see how it goes, and more importantly, to get playoff basketball back. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Now that we get to that stage where certain games of the season, like the Nets and the Sixers game, have that playoff feel. It's getting me excited and ready to go, and I've still got um, a couple of weeks to wait. To be fair, this Bulls, the Bulls and Celtics games could also feel like that, honestly. I reckon it will, because every team playing there, or well, I say every team, all three of the teams playing in those games have something to play for. So, hopefully, to be honest, I'd like to see we could beat the Celtics, and that could close it in second. And, of course, we need to beat the Bulls, because it's the Bulls. And they're on the telly, so that'd be fun. That's true, and I'm going to have to figure out a way to watch it because I start work at 7 o'clock the following morning and it's a 1am tip. <laughs> so I'm going to have to figure that one out. But I hope Grayson Allen goes for like 30 points that night as well. Oh, in fact, better than that. I hope we get the Bulls in the first round, right? And Grayson Allen has this playoff series of a lifetime. <laughs> right? I'm talking like I've spoken about in 50 years' time because he was so good. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. We're talking Brent Forbes outscoring Jimmy Butler. We're talking yes, correct. Grayson outscoring Demar Derozan. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be glorious. We can hope. We can hope. Anyway, we'll call it a day there. So, Matt, thanks as always, mate. Thank you too. <laughs>